Um, I drank a lot of eggnog. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. Good. I uh, had myself a little, a little K-cup because I'm at my mom and dad's house and that's what I drink here. <laughs> oh, geez. Those are, um, those are really, really great. This, was, this episode sponsored yeah. by K-cup. They don't, they, they don't taste very good, but they're, but they're great for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> You're really saving the world by using a K-cup. Yeah. Do your duty. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog, and I am Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and as for now, ICP is not canceled. This was a much better <laughs> album. This is the ICP I was hoping to get, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's better. With a few exceptions. It is a much better album. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, a notably, there, there's less misogyny. Um, yes. There's a little bit, but I feel like it's a little more on brand and I didn't mind it as much. It wasn't as ugly and like, uh, like sociopathic. Right, 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 right. Uh, I still kind of minded it, but (laughs) yeah, there's, but it's only on like two songs, three songs, two songs. Yeah. At the, at the very end. So, and I feel like they did a better job at sticking to their concept. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Um, the music was way better. It's a huge improvement. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that the rhymes are any better, but the music is better. I think the flow is better. I don't know about the rhyme specifically, but the flow seems to have any conception of rhythm. Yeah. Unlike the last album. And the production definitely sounds better, like on the voices. So I think the voices just sound good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and actually interestingly enough to compare it to carnival of carnage this album it has a theme and it's about the ringmaster of said carnival uh yes that's why it's called the ringmaster from 1994 so in a lot in some ways it's almost like a do-over of carnival of carnage yes it's a better it's a better album um it's more fleshed out like the universe fleshed out sorry <laughs> fleshed out <laughs> it's more fleshed There's, out yeah well, that too they they flushed out carnival of carnage and then they fleshed out the ringmaster the old flush so, and flesh yeah that old maneuver it's still there's still a fair amount of repetition and sort of recycling within the album but i think it's mm-hmm. like a lot less tiresome it's still over an hour long but i didn't it's mind so it so long yeah, yeah there's like still, what, still too long songs yeah. I don't think they ever get so, shorter, Cameron. I think like oh all of their albums are seventy minutes it's long too much. and have like seventeen songs. So uh, yeah, we'll have to go quick blitz through those yeah. the song discussions. Um, yeah, let's definitely do that. Yeah, there's still some redneck hate on this album. Uh, it's not quite bit. as bad as the last one. Not quite as bad. Um, and it's it seems more fun than the last one. Um, yeah. It, it seems more tongue in cheek, at least. Like it seems less yeah. uh, sincere in that way. Um, like you said, there's a little less misogyny. It doesn't only refer to women as sluts, sewer skanks, hoes, bitches. Um, it, there's one or two of those words show up, but it's it's again, it's not like quite as prevalent or as sincere as the redneck hate. Yeah. Also on the last album. Yeah, and both both the um, 
the redneck hate and the misogyny in this seem to be more character driven. Yeah. Than um than just like coming from an honest place. Like it felt more like it was a character. Right. Yeah, um yeah. it was still bothersome, but it felt less like wow, these guys are like awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder like yeah, like the what's the line between their characters and themselves, you know, and um mm-hmm. were they trying to make these characters when they did those songs before, but it just came across as not very ironic. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's hard to know. Um, one thing we haven't talked about is how old the guys from ICP are uh, at this time. So violent J was 19 when carnival of carnage came out and shaggy up was 17. So it's crazy. No wonder they sounded so adolescent. Um, Oh, and we get, we get a ton of shaggy two dope in this record. Like he he raps a lot more. Yeah. It's not, it's still not anywhere close. It's not half and half. No, but it's definitely, it's definitely more. And I like the stuff that I hear. Yeah. Like he's, he's pretty fun. Yeah. He has, he does say a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. And we get plenty of his like horse screaming, like interludes. Yes. Yeah. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, this this album sounded a lot more like the Beastie Boys than the last album, and I kind of I kind of dug that. Yeah, lots of Beastie Boys, lots of funky bass, lots of funky guitar, um, a lot of clever sampling, a um, mm. lot of like hype man, uh, like a uh, lot of group vocals. Yep, that sound pretty good. Yeah. 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 So hey, huge s- step up in quality. Um, I I. Pre- I prepared a little thing. We haven't talked about like how we're structuring this since we're not doing like, you know, in the Garth thing, we, we did the, um, you know, I would talk about what happened in the year, but I, mm-hmm. but because the timeline is like kind of all the same for a lot of these albums, yep. I prepared a little thing and Ooh. I think there's a chance that you also prepared the same thing, but I wanted to talk about the 1994 violent crime control act just for a little bit. Oh, I didn't prepare anything. So tell me about it. Okay, so uh, Joe Biden like wrote this uh, wrote this thing. What? Um, yeah, Uncle Joe. Got passed. Uncle, oh, good old Uncle Joe. Um, ironically, uh, he's the one who wrote this, and then like Bill. Um, okay, I don't know what the process is exactly, but um, how does a bill become law, Cameron? Sing yeah. me a song about it. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee and I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I hope and pray that they will. 1994. Uh... Even though crime, like violent crime, was like starting to uh, lessen, it was on a downward slope. The uh, public sentiment was like pretty um, adamant that uh, it be punished, and like people really were really afraid of crime, specifically violent crime. Uh, so they Sounds made familiar. this act, yeah, um, and basically there was some preventative stuff. In there, I don't know the details, but uh, one of the biggest effects of this thing is that uh, lots of prison funding and harsher sentences. So, like, the kind of goal was to like fill up prisons, Ugh. and um, yeah. Uh, so, 
yeah, that's that's what's going on um, in the in the public uh, in laws and in in the public um, view of like crime and and the ghetto like right now. And I think that's like important to talk about because that's right. what these albums are about. Uh, I have this little quote yeah. from Nick Turner of Vera. Um, if you're a black baby born today, you have a one in three chance of spending some time in prison or jail. This is a modern quote. Um, well, from like three years ago. If yeah. you're a Latino, it's a one in six chance. And if you're white, it's one in 17. And so coming to terms with these disparities and reversing them, I would argue, is not only a matter of fairness and justice, but it's, I would argue, a matter of national security. Um, mm -hmm. So like, yeah, like this when this thing passed, even though crime was already like the facts would say that like crime was already on a downward slope. Um, the public didn't know that and didn't, or didn't care and was like, no, we need to like, um, you know, the buck stops here. Let's, uh, put a stop to violent crime and like have some pretty insane, like deterrence from committing crimes. Right. Um, yeah. So like, Good thing I none think, of that is happening now in 2017. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's establish this album real quick. Um, yeah. This is called The Ringmaster, and it's about the ringmaster of the Carnival of Carnage. He's sort of the leader. And Wikipedia says that, let's see where it is. The album's lyrics describe the leader of the carnival who serves as one of the judges of one's soul in the afterlife as being created from the listener's own evils. I don't know if I necessarily got that amount of depth to what they say about the ringmaster, because the ringmaster actually does not show up on this album very much. Yeah. Um, and that that's that's a question I have about ICP in general is how much do they actually stick to the themes of the uh quote unquote Joker's cards? Like, right. You know, it's, supposedly it's like one's about the Carnival of Carnage and one's about the ringmaster of the Carnival of Carnage, but neither one of them is very much a controlling narrative or metaphor on the album. Yeah, so far it's sort of like you know the the artistic rule of like show don't tell. Mm -hmm. it's they're not following that they're just like stating this is what this album is about like in the liner notes and mm -hmm. then maybe in an introduction and then they touch on it a little bit but then just sort of like have fun and talk about whatever they want so yeah i wonder if that ever changes um also i don't know also uh why are there six jokers cards in each hand that's not really I have, how i have no idea that's not really how <laughs> cards work <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah okay yeah. uh finally one last note about this album uh that i have it's the first insane clown posse album which was composed solely by producer mike e clark who mm. ends up becoming their main collaborator through the years well i like i like what i hear so hope, yeah hopefully i'll hear more of him like there's some really fun production on this yeah i agree yeah lots of lots of wacky stuff um lots of like well-timed and clever samples mm -hmm. so pretty cool yeah uh do you want to get into the song discussion i i think i i just want to like read a couple quotes from okay. the uh from the liner notes oh that's good i didn't read so them it says, so tell me about it you know what it's pretty short let me just read it really quick because i feel okay. like this sets up the idea and then we'll talk about like whether or not the album earns it um the day has come, the time of reckoning, who will perish in dreaded hell, and whose soul will be content with the pleasures of heaven. Looking past the words spoken with a wicked tongue, 
and looking past the evil deeds done within one's life, but instead looking into the conscious, conscious, conscious of a man. I have trouble with that word. Um, what is the, it's conscience. I think there's like, oh. a, I think maybe that's a typo. I <laughs> it see. says conscious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, what is the real evil that seems to plague mankind? Who are the real demons that walk the earth? Uh, is it those whose minds have become devious because of a lifetime spent inside of a cage tell? Or is it those who invented this cage tell years ago and done nothing to help destroy it yet? This isn't very well written. Uh, yep. Who's guilty? Lot, lots of who's with apostrophes. Um, well, that one's correct, but... Yeah, really that one is correct, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Frankenstein... Who's guilty, Frankenstein or the doctor who created him, the sword or the man who was slain with it? Which is the real evil, the man who kills another for food or the man who does not share his food to avoid the killing? While you sit in judgment of a criminal, you may very well be the one who's guilty, guilty of greed, deception, and hate. Just a little more here. Those who are rejected at the gates of heaven shall be dragged off into the pits of hell, viciously torn from those... uh, uh, those life by the non-living. I don't know if the transcription online is like, has the typos or the original liner notes. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard to say <laughs> the phantoms of the dead. Uh, these, uh, these beats take the form of a demented carnival, that of a wicked dark circus led by one, one who was created by your own evil ways. One who will judge your very fate. The one only known only as the ringmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, that's that's what this is about Mm -hmm. and 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 i do appreciate that like um that idea that like what you do or say is not evil um like like taking the blame away from uh from people who all they know is sort of ugliness and it's the real people who are guilty um are the ones who often like are the ones who are privileged yeah yeah there's a lot of uh, like, there's a lot of that on this record uh some yeah. pretty strong criticism and violence directed towards rich people specifically yeah. um yeah. even stronger than on their last album i think yeah and i and i appreciated the uh i appreciated that as opposed to like there, there's less like redneck hate <laughs> yes yeah yeah so okay uh let's get into the songs yeah let's talk about it Tell me about Wax Museum. One sinister beast, one known only as Rainmaster. is racist, I guess. I mean, what do you mean? I guess it totally is racist. <laughs> yeah, totally is racist. Uh, but it's like a gypsy pastiche, but it's pretty poorly performed. And it, the gypsy has like a, a British accent, kind of well, like a bad British accent. It, it, it sounds like a high school theater accent, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> vaguely, it's vaguely British sounding for some reason. Sort it's of. dumb. Uh, yeah. And basically, yeah, it's high school theater. And, um, uh, basically they, uh, pull a tarot card and, uh, they say that, uh, Carnival of Carnage is coming. 
And um, because of all the evil stuff you've done or not done, um, uh, all of your all of your sins have been spun into form of the ringmaster. And then they say, like, welcome to the wax museum. Thousands of dead souls covered in wax. And then they don't really talk about that meta- what that metaphor means. Um, yeah. And it doesn't really show up ever they, again on the album, does it? Yeah. And then they abandon it right away. And then they just talk about the ringmaster. And they say, we're the ringmaster's clowns and he controls us and uh, we're going to kill you. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like some carnival circus music in there. Oh, yeah. Lots of carnival organs. Yeah. Uh, but set to a beat so to with a lot of like DJ scratching. So, yeah. Um, here's a question. This is the first appearance. This shows up on the album several times, but I wonder with your background in composition and music theory, you could tell me if there's a name for this or what is an intelligent way to talk about this. But there's this rhythm on this song that shows up in several others where it goes one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, as a way of subdividing uh, a four, four time of the eight beats of like two measures. What is that called? What is that? Um, I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a name for that. I mean, I guess technically it would be a compound meter, um, which is the so four four time means that there's four beats. Um, and like three, four time means there's three beats. One way to describe this would be that this is an eight, eight and that it has, um, uh, three beats, uh, two beats that last three subdivisions and one beat that lasts one subdivision. However, no one would actually notate it that way. They would just notate it as four, four with the understanding that it's has this, other subdivision instead of one, two, three, four, like you would hear in like hip hop or rock music. Um, uh, it's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. So I don't know. I, yeah. And that's what you hear in like a carnival. Um, that like in, in a lot of carnival beats, it, it, it's either in a six, eight, a lot of those three, four times, like there's like little waltz moments. So this sort of has a waltz moment mm. um, with like a, a little correction to make it fit into four beats. Um, so, and it sounds cool because it's behind like a, a hip hop beat. Yeah. So like there's like sort of a, a polyrhythm there. Yeah. I That's dug it. From, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. You know else has different lengths of beats? The salad I ate that turned my poop red. Jokes. I mean, joke is a charitable word for that. Okay, let's talk about murder go round. This is a song where the chorus goes, murder go round, murder go round. How you gonna fuck with a wicked clown? And how? <laughs> how? That's actually, that's, it, that's, that is one of my favorite uh, speech patterns that 
I mostly hear an African-American vernacular English, but here's a couple of white people doing it um, as a way of asking why Yeah, you say how you're going to do something. They do it a lot in yeah. um, like the boondocks. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Boy, have you lost your mind? How are you going to drink my orange juice out of the garden? Anyway, yeah. uh, so this song details violence that happens in southwest Detroit. So some fresh, fresh, bold new ground for these boys. And yeah. in this song, ICP is kind of blurring the lines between their mythology and their allegory and then their actual careers and lives. Yeah. Because they, they explicitly address some of their fans and their careers. They say, like, we love gangbangers and we hope they love us back. We just some wicked clowns and it's been like that. I don't understand why some beefing in town. We went nationwide, but still Southwest down as in they're starting to make it big, but it doesn't mean that they forgot where they came from and they didn't sell out. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's sort of, there's sort of like an implicit, um, uh, accusation of jealousy there. Right. I think. Yes. And then it becomes a revolving door of carnage and, it's kind of a kind of an interesting take on how violence ends up begetting violence, and they phrase it as murder go round. And then in the yeah. verse, they have took a shot and he missed. Two dope bit the dust, and two dope yells, "What? I ain't got shot, bitch!" So now you must <laughs> take your ticket for the murder go round. Can't nobody kill a click clack clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought it was like clever. Like this this song wasn't very rambling. I thought it was like pretty succinct. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sort of talking about cyclical violence. The first, the first verse, uh, he gets mugged by a guy with like a, um, 10 foot lead pipe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I think Theo's, uh, there's this little like lock on the door and he's trying to get in. <laughs> is that what that beeping sound is? <laughs> That's what the beeping is. Sorry about that. Uh, he gets, he gets mugged and, um, he gets like his head uh, beat in and his skull broken but uh and then uh he goes to off. the mugger's house yeah no, <laughs> he goes to the mugger's house and uh kills his dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh which i i don't know why i thought that was funny but <laughs> oh and apparently there's a gang um in southwest detroit or there was one called x-men i saw that <laughs> X-Men <laughs> save the day. Sorry, that's the old school theme. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the one I know. One. I love that show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really good. This also song also has the first use of the word juggalo. Yes. Uh, on record. It's now canon. It is now canon. He says, popping that shit, I'm finna bust you in the mouth. Nobody fucks with a Jokero juggalo. I don't give I a like fuck, I like that. There's know. a lot of, like, there's a lot of um, uh, Dr. Seuss-esque, yeah. like, just, like, actually, what it really reminded me of, um, we'll see this later, but there's a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers style, like, sort of nonsense words that I kind of appreciate. Oh, okay. Yeah, but oh, Jokero yeah. juggalo, like, yeah. and then, like, but later on, a lot a lot more of that sort of nonsense that's pretty fun so yeah uh there's also some really good scratching on this song and yeah. elsewhere on this album but much better than the carnival of carnage yes <laughs> like i mean the the first track on carnival of carnage right 
which is some of the worst scratching I've ever heard. Yeah. Man, whatever happened to scratching? Not- it can sound so good, but you just don't hear it anymore. It's true. Ah, I wish people would do that again. Okay. Uh, tell me about <laughs> Chicken Hunting. The song's so nice, they released it twice. Blood, guts, fingers, and basically this is a uh song about hunting rednecks uh and killing them uh and it's it's really uh, specifically southern rednecks um and uh it's very very lighthearted. i don't think they really cite any reason for why they're hunting rednecks like yeah. i don't think they really talk about bigotry or racism or stars and bars or even like a distant a dislike of redneck character yep uh it's just like a song about uh <laughs> about killing rednecks yeah um it does have some uh, uh, lazy insults though about rednecks yeah redneck fella moonshine cella hanging by his neck bones chicken bones locked in the cellar yellow belly chicken plucker you redneck fucker yeah so. yeah it's it's, it's kind of dumb and lazy um there's yeah. a there's a couple cool moments though like they say what can you do with the drunken hillbilly like they sing that yeah and then the the answer to the rhyme is cut his fucking eyes out and feed feed him to his aunt millie <laughs> 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 Pretty good line for uh, uh, pretty good rhyme for hillbilly. I think Aunt Millie. Yeah, I have an Aunt Millie. You do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how many um, How many times has she eaten eyes that you know hmm. of? Uh, well, I don't know. She was, She lives in Connecticut, so there's uh, not a lot of drunken hillbillies in her family <laughs> that you know of. She and, and she's a Czech immigrant, so uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> she hasn't really had the opportunity. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um this song i it's so much more fun and less insulting than the redneck song yeah. from carnival of carnage totally it's it's a lot easier to see it as tongue-in-cheek or just playing you know yeah um genius I, genius describes it as it is icp's light heart redneck killing anthem yeah <laughs> which is uh yeah i don't know it's if you're gonna buy into like the idea of of persona and violence for icp like yeah i mean this is like pretty innocuous version of that violence. Um, right. It's, it's more like a, we're just doing what we love. Like <laughs> this is the style of uh, a style of violence that we like experiment in sometimes. You right. Know? Like, yeah. Wh- who do I yeah. want to kill today? Let's get some rednecks today. Let's get some rednecks. Right, that flavor of, yeah. of carnage. Um, you know, in, in some way it almost reminds me as like sort of a counterpart to Garth's friends in low places. <laughs> I can, you know what I, I mean? Like it kind of, it kind of is yeah. like playing with the idea of the redneck, um, and interacting with it in kind of this fun, not so serious way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, went to Kentucky. I got lucky. Met this hog calling bitch named Bucky riding on a chicken, milking a cow, hitting switches in a drop top, low ride tractor plow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot better lyrics on this song than like the, uh, your rebel flag or, or redneck yeah. hoe 
Oh. Uh, there's like this uh, great old country instrumental sample, yeah. and then it just ends in a gut in a gunshot, <laughs> like, as, <laughs> like as 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 if there is just this like uh, old country performance, and then and then it, they got murdered in the middle of it. That's yep. pretty entertaining. There, uh, this is like Shaggy Two Dope's first um, first verse, I think. Like, I don't think he had any verses in Carnival of Carnage. Um, he at least had like quatrains or couplets that he traded with his brother. Yeah, um, but he has like a like like a three a or four quatrain. Yeah, like a yeah. long one, uh, and it starts on a pretty high note. He says, "Let me get a chicken sandwich with manwich." <laughs> <laughs> manwich. It's a sandwich that eats like a meal. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, not bad, not bad improvement on oh, Redneck. And there's there's a fun key change in the who's going chicken hunting, we's going chicken hunting part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like musically, uh, oh yeah, and musically there's like organ and funky bass and yeah, um, funky bass. The the flow is very Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, and it reminds me a lot of um, Loser by uh, Beck. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Save your face with some meat in the dark. Saving all your food stamps and burning down the trailer park. Yo. Cut it. Yeah, so a lot of like acoustic hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a redneck baby, so why don't you kill me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very good. So, Mr. Johnson's head. I really appreciated this song. I think yeah. this was maybe one of the best ones. It's uh, is this a dick joke, Mister Johnson's head? They they gotta have like, I mean, they don't really explicitly reference Johnson, I don't think. But no, I think it's just a coincidence, man. No, it can't be. I mean, there's there's so much like other like thematic material in here. Huh? Yeah, they probably would have explicitly done it if they had meant it. Anyway, this song opens up with a little, little skit. With a Mr. Belcher from Bob, Bob's Burgers, I guess. Uh, he says that he's filling in for Mr. Johnson. And why is that? We learn later that Violent J cut off Johnson's head and put it in his book bag. And why did he do that? He never liked Mr. Johnson, but the last straw was when Johnson hung a rebel flag. Yeah. And the basically the song is about like how he is a nerd in class, in school, and nobody really notices him or cares. Yeah, he's completely invisible. Yeah, he says, I could chop my arms off and run around the class. I doubt they'd even notice, but I'd be dying fast. Um, and yeah. he doesn't get any romantic affection or attention yep. from the people he's interested in. Yeah, he's staring at the freak that he knows he's in love with, but you don't even know his name. It's always been the same. He just lays his head down and drowns in his spit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I think this is like a pretty, I, I wonder if this song meant something to like people like, I wonder if this is the beginning of like getting a lot of loyalty from like misfits yeah. to like start, you know, their, their cult yeah. essentially. Um, because like, I feel like this is like a really, like it, it really paints a picture of like, um, like disillusionment with school and education, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, feeling like you're going to have an anxiety attack in class just cause you're like, why am I here? I don't want to be here. Um, and I like, I kind of like cared about this character because yeah, of that. I did too. Um, I liked, I, I liked that it, like it ended in sort of the, um, the killing of this, like, uh, teacher as opposed to like a shooting, like a school shooting or something, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like maybe that could sort of be cathartic for someone listening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it's not that he kills him for no reason either. There's a lot of, um, some, of some of the deepest social commentary that we've heard ICP, yeah. uh, attempt so far. There's a skit where Mr. Belcher is saying, you know, Turn your textbooks to chapter four, we'll get started. America is the land of the free. All races live together in harmony and we are all treated equal. We all live together in the same wealthy community. Yes. That's obviously rings hollow for them. Yeah. Uh, it's, they're kind of showing the, the self mythologizing of America doesn't really hold up to reality yeah. because they have some choice words for Columbus they say, I can hear the teacher man talk about Columbus. He nothing but an old dead fuck with a compass, ran up on a beach and threw everybody off, and then he claimed discovery, and now we all applaud. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. And then, yeah. And then not, they, they talk not about... Not a great rhyme, yeah. but, it's, but it's good content. Yeah. Uh, and then they also have uh, strong words for the founding fathers, because they'd rather yeah. learn about redneck chicker, who owned a couple slaves, but I guess it doesn't matter. Also not a great rhyme. Fuck Washington, Benjamin, fuck them all. They can suck my nuts till they wouldn't teeth fall out. <laughs> I even though that's not a good rhyme, the uh, own a couple slaves, but I guess it doesn't matter. Like that's such a great point. Yeah. Like people say, like, oh, they were a product of their times, and it's like, no, they like founded the country on this. Like it does matter. Yeah. Like, um, I have certain friends who are like quick to villainize the founding fathers because like they were slave owners. And then people were like, yeah, but like, can't we give them a pass? It's like, no, no. what are you talking <laughs> about? about? Like Chateau slavery was a, an invention that is modern. Like, yeah. and they're like hugely responsible for like perpetuating it. Yep. So like, like, it's not like it's always been like this. Like the slave trade was like a new thing that could have been like stopped Yep. And they decided in the new world to like keep it going. It's yeah. So no, yeah, they're awful people. Yeah, and like I totally agree with they could suck my nuts till the wood teeth fall. Yeah, out. it's yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> that line <earned>. is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? Um, I should actually look up the veracity of this because I don't know for a fact that this is true. But it's kind of a myth that Washington had wooden teeth. You know what's you know yeah. you know what makes it worse. Uh, a lot of the teeth he had were human teeth that were fitted into oh, dentures God. and they were from slaves. That is one of the worst things I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, finally to end. That's like super villain stuff. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, did, did, uh, Benjamin own slaves? He did a lot of crazy shit, but no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he was, 
I mean, he was complicit in stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't really know about him. Yeah. He's probably a bad dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only reason he got married is because the whores were getting too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder how many STDs he passed on to his new wife. Um, yeah. Finally, one last thing the, to end on a lighter note. More, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling moron? Um, the, the chorus goes, oh, shoot, where is it? I got Mr. Johnson's head in my book bag. Or that's the intro to the chorus. That's that's the the lead in line. And it makes me makes me think of Rachel who refers to every single backpack as a book bag. And I wonder if it's uh, a Midwest thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, tell me about uh Southwest song. I can't really tell what this song's about. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's a little hard. Well, I can talk about Yeah, the arrangement is kind of cool. It's like got a funky beat with claps, with more funky bass, and there's this sort of uh, ooze in like a high falsetto. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really... They're talking about factory smoke. Um, they're talking about stealing cars talking about drugs brain is fried um Mm -hmm. like the inevitability of death uh there's there's a cool moment in the uh in the hook where it goes uh it references oeo like from the wizard of oz like oeo what what is that Uh, i I didn't recognize that it's the uh it's the like soldiers at the uh witch's castle Oh. And they're kind of go- they're kind of like goose stepping around, and they're singing oh we oh oh and it's like no one knows what they're actually saying, uh-huh. but um the uh, they sort of sing and then end it in a kind of rhythmically clever way on that reference, um, and then everybody's singing that Southwest song. I don't know what the significance of referencing that is, but it's pretty catchy. Yeah. There's a lot so, to love in the music of this song, like uh, some really great yeah. scratching in the uh, in the chorus too. Um, yeah, it's kind of got this like laid back G funk style vibe, um, and I really like the chemistry of uh, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope because yeah, they're really just trading. Yeah, they're trading this. quatrains back and forth, and this is like the first time we've really seen them gel together like that, and I really like that. Yeah. Um, that said, it, it is a little hard to figure out what exactly is going on. Like they're. It yeah. kind of sounds like they're telling a story about either one person or maybe a duo going around uh, participating in Southwest Detroit gang activities or something, but it's kind of hard to yeah. say. Um, I, I like this little quatrain. It's kind of cute. Ayo, don't look now. There we go again. It's me and the Grim Reaper. Uh, Best of friends. He's always hanging around waiting for me to die. We shot a game of pool. He's not a bad guy. It's It's a sequel to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I saw it once on TV a long, long time it's ago. It's bonkers. They end up playing like Battleship and Twister with death. Hit. Yeah. I hit. You have sank my battleship. Excellent! Yeah! Yeah, I remember that. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. And Primus is in there. Oh, that's right. They are briefly. Tommy the Cat. Yeah. 
Uh, do you know Tom Waits does vocals on the recorded version of that song? Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Tom Waits the cat. So there's some sort of interesting uh, takes on the American dream in one of these quatrains. You want to see the world. You want to run the town. You want to meet a girl and f- want to settle down. You want to start a family and you own a home. I want to run with a set from the ghetto zone. There's, there's a thing that Shaggy 2 Dope uh, does in here that I see all over the last album and this one, which is he just like um, <laughs> very obtusely refuses to rhyme and just ends a quatrain by screaming and it's starting to grow on me um but he goes you see the forks up i see the forks down uh but i'm a wicked clown so don't fuck around because my brain is gone and it's on its way of ex- uh of exploding so get off me dog <laughs> and then like the next that. song is get off me dog yep <laughs> there's a lot I of that. I have no like, idea what any of that means, but yeah. it's funny. There's a lot of that like interconnectedness on this album. Like we saw it on the last album too, but it didn't really accomplish much. But on this world al- building, yeah, on this album it's it's kind of fun how repeated phrases uh, will eventually like spawn into a whole song later on in the album. Um, I wonder if anyone's ever done like a like a juggalo like uh, tabletop RPG. Oh my god. Mod. That would be amazing. We gotta invent that. I I I bet it's already happening. Oh yeah, it's yeah, gotta yeah. be right. Yeah, a D and D conversion. Uh, yeah. And then finally, this song ends with a it, as in Stephen King's it style skit, where a clown cuts off a kid's dad's head. Yeah, uh, it's kind of fun, especially because like one, it's a. Uh, I think Violent J is the clown character, and I think that means Shaggy Tudup is the little kid's voice, and they like pitch him up. To sound yeah. more high pitched, and it's kind of kind of fun. I don't know. But does it bounce like a ball? I don't know what. Your daddy's nugget. <laughs> Wicked. And then we get the next song, which is "Get Off Me, Mom." I mean, dog. <laughs> God damn, I ain't who I am. I'm always fucking big fat bitches named Pam. Nineteen years of so it starts with some uh tequila style grooves as in the mm-hmm. uh, and then very almost inaudible very quiet you hear uh violent j say yo two dope man check this out man you know what the word on the streets is dog the word in the streets is that you a bitch. What's up with that, man? <laughs> and so then Tudope has to prove that he's not a bitch, which he does by bragging about violence, which it's kind of fun, though, because his his approach to violence is even more slapstick and exaggerated than yeah. Violent J is, I think. <laughs> uh, and he just like he's so ridiculous. He, he says things like, get off me, dog, before I sting your chin. Okay, I let my nutsack flap in the wind because I'm too dope. <laughs> Clown love OG, and it's one chop, two boing, bottom chop, three in the melon, in the back of the melon. 
<laughs> one black, two black eyeballs swelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I, I'm pretty yeah. into that. <laughs> Nutsacks flapping. It. And he talks about his, I mean, talk about the, uh, the grotesque body. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jelly jello boy, because my nutsack jiggles. And when it's cold out, my nutsack shrivels. It crawls up my booty all warm and snug and gets chased out by the booty hole bug. <laughs> Goddamn, I ain't who I am. I'm always fucking big fat bitches named Pam. <laughs> I think that's a theme that's going to continue. Yeah. <laughs> fat bitches? Yeah, like, and specifically with Shaggy 2 Dope. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I just, I just, which, which, hmm? can we, can we use this as an opportunity? Let's talk about that word a little bit because this, no, fucking, (laughs) no, bitches. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think we're going to come to a definitive answer about this, but I feel like, well, it's a, it's a word that I basically never use even when joking because it's like, so, um, so profane to me yeah uh but in some contexts when i listen to music i i appreciate it in some contexts it's like so offensive and misogynistic to me and like i think the the difference is um sometimes it feels lighthearted and more just like someone saying chick yeah which is also misogynistic but it feels like um, it it almost feels like like you would say like what up dog like to a man. Yeah, it's like it it feels on par with that, and I feel like there were more of those moments in this. It's like listening to Kendrick Lamar. He, he uses that word all the time, mm-hmm. and I mostly don't feel like he means it in a demeaning way. But I have I I can't quite like defend it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a troubling word. Um, I don't know if I have a lot to say definitively about that, except to to say that s- the way it's used in some contexts seems a lot worse than other contexts. And this is one of the yeah. uh, least troubling ways that we've heard them use this word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to like keep... like. That's something I'm paying paying attention to when I listen to this because the first album was so offensive to me. Yeah. Um and yeah, I'm like wondering as they get bigger and their audience grows and they and they develop a cult following, like uh I wonder if they as leaders, I wonder if they like change some of their language and maybe also as they mature in order to like serve and like be like a good example for their like their you know their following. So yeah. it's a it's a good question because they are explicitly making moralizing music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well enough with the song. It's nice and short. It ends right after the first chorus, which is just a repetition yeah. of "Get off me, dog." And then next song is called "Who Asked yeah. You." So who asked you, Cameron? It was me. Tell me about who asked you. You know, it's kind of like the same as the last song. Um, <laughs> Get off me, mom. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, 
basic basically it's it's like a defensive response to like accusations of um uh you know being a sellout or or um being a bitch or whatever so mm-hmm. i think uh, is is it- <laughs> i think that's basically what it is it's like yeah uh a response to criticism of them that may or may not actually exist yeah it's kind of hard to say there's an element of self-aggrandizing and self-mythologizing that happens in a lot of hip-hop where it's like they're uh they're responding to the haters and everything and you're just like well are there actually haters or do you just puff yourself up by saying that there are haters yeah and then i think there's you know the hook says why do we do the things that we do roses ain't red and violets ain't blue why do we do the things that we do? Wicked rhymes, wicked times, you too. So it's sort of like, um, are you being a hypocrite by accusing us of whatever you're accusing us of? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this song didn't really uh, s- stick with me. I liked, I liked the lines, fuck John Wayne, fuck Wayne yeah. Newton, fuck Juice Stuton, John Hooten, <laughs> Nanny Putin. <laughs> <laughs> There's those nonsense words you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I like that. Uh, the arrangement's pretty cool. Um, it's There's like Native American flute, um, which I feel decent about because Shaggy Two Dope's Cherokee, so it doesn't Half feel Cherokee. like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's also some European flute in like these like, tight harmonies, like more symphonic but then there's like a heavy beat with like industrial sounds. And, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this song's not bad. There are some good little moments, some little lines, like found a body in the bathtub. Mmm, grub. And then another one where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> grew another head and I had it lopped off. Like what? Are you Zaphod Beeblebrox yeah. or something? Yeah. I like, I like, I make, uh, I make rap rhymes and make quick <laughs> bucks and everybody sucks my nucks. Sorry, and everybody sucks my nuts. Shucks. Yeah. Shucks. <laughs> There's those rap rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so the next one is called The Dead One. Anyway, strange things have happened since this day occurred. I can hear a cold whisper in my every word. It's telling me I'm dead. 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 I'm sad, but you're dead. And for this one, to synopsize, I defer to the geniuses. Quote, in this song, Violent J is gunned down in a gunfight, but his death isn't instantaneous. He walks around, trying to save his life as he slowly rots away, confused. He doesn't want to admit that he's died, and his denial is so strong it allows him to survive, even if for only a few moments later. And Interesting. This is a very strange song. Um, that's exactly what's going on. It's actually a pretty good summary. Uh, and it's it just reminds me of nothing more than those old Looney Tunes cartoons where a character runs off a cliff and they're fine as long as they don't realize they've run off the cliff. Right. And so Tootup is wandering around without realizing he's dead. Uh, it's a real Sixth Sense style situation. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Sixth Sense. They don't know they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the trailer. Yeah. Side note, it was interesting, uh, Cameron and I actually lived together in Philadelphia for a minute, uh, several years ago, 
And while we were living there in the same house, I watched the movie, The Sixth Sense. And I, you know, I had come to know the cityscape of Philadelphia. And at one point I was like, wait a minute, this little kid just walked from his house in South Philly all the way to Northeast Philly. It's like 40 or 50 blocks. And he does it in the cut between scenes. So (laughs) good anecdote. (laughs) I'm going to cut that out. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm boring. Who's who's going slow now? Okay, go okay, okay, okay. Well, we've only, we're only a minute and 47 seconds into the discussion of the song. There's, but there's right. not a lot here. It's a slow slog. No. It's like this dirge, but not in an yeah. interesting way. I kind of like the arrangement. There's like movie score, flute, and there's timpani, and there's this like slow tambourine. Yeah, I thought it was a drag. I didn't really like it very much. Yeah, well, I think that that feeling is is intentional. It's like dragging and sort of like um surreal i think they're going for that surreal a similar surreal feeling as in the uh uh like my back exploded song from the last album guts on the ceiling um yeah yeah very good yeah i don't have a lot to say about this one it ends with you're dead bitch Ah." yeah (laughs) the way he uses bitch actually sometimes reminds me of jesse from breaking bad he sounds just like him yeah totally yeah Okay, well, enough of that song. Uh, So My Fun House opens with a very strange skit. I think the idea is that uh, two dope and Jay are playing cops or no, maybe it's like a uh, capital E or jump steady or one of their, uh, one of their guest stars are cops and they're responding yeah. to a call about a missing person and they talk to a woman. I guess it's the missing person's wife and they yeah. tell her that they found his car in front of a strange house on the Southwest side. And then the cops start fondling her breasts and that supposedly to makes, comfort her to comfort her and it supposedly makes her feel better she like says that it does so that uh, that left a very bad taste in my mouth um yeah particularly in the year of me too yeah totally uh and abuses of authority um anyway we find out later that rich boy's in trouble car broke down on a drive through the ghetto and then uh shaggy two dope and violent jay are living inside the house and they say Hey, yo, dope. Looks like we got another. He'd like to go for a ride on the neck cutter straight to the cart for the death spectacular. Just another dead body sitting next to you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, rich guy comes in to, like, use the phone. Yeah. They're like, hey, do you need to call someone for help? Yeah. Step into my fun house. Yeah. Just like Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show, only yeah. instead of fun transvestite songs, um, it's about that he has, like, it's basically like a um, a theme park ride where he's just riding this little cart yeah. around through these various rooms where he gets uh, mutilated in various ways. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they use the uh, the the actually bad f word. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't faggot. know if that's a, enough for people to to understand what. Yeah, that that it feels like that word should go the way of initializing, but I don't know if it's clear enough. Yeah, uh, they use the bundle of sticks word. Um, 
And uh, yeah, and this is like this is the second time I think they use this this word um, in a song. Um, and the in the last album, they also they like I th- what did they do? They they were talking about a rich father who finds out that his son is gay. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're using that to like tease the rich father mm-hmm. um, and mock him. And like in, I think I said something like, I don't know if they're saying that it is shameful to be gay or if they're, if they're making fun of, if they're playing on the rich father's like homophobia. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't leave a very good taste in my mouth. Um, and this makes me feel similar. Yeah. It's very flippant. So, um, yeah. As a way to basically to insult someone who seems to be heterosexual, but they're using it as an insult as a way yeah. to, uh, demean his, I guess his manhood in some way, yeah. which feels very homophobic to me. Yeah. I, I don't think it's very self-aware. Um, even if it was, I don't think it's in good taste. So not that that's like ICP's whole deal. Maybe. Right. <laughs> Yeah. In good taste. Once once again, I wonder as their following grows and they get like um gay juggalos, like I wonder how um their language might change. Yeah. Exactly. In order to serve their fan base. So Yeah. We will see. Um so then some of the descriptions of the rooms that the rich guy rides through are kind of interesting. Uh, it's the room of giggles because of your ways. You like to sit and laugh at people when they suffer. Well, because it, it's that's a, like social commentary about rich people, which is yeah. seems to be the the strongest theme of the album, the b- most yeah. fleshed out. Uh, so you like to sit and laugh at people when they suffer. Now you sit and watch me laugh when I stick your mother. It's the fun house, bitch. Everything's funny. You act like whipping on your ass ain't funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for the maggots. Everybody that you ever knew, trying to be somebody that you're not. Bitch, that's how you get shot and left for the maggots. I get myself into situations like this anyway. Careful, old boy. I get myself into situations like this anyway. Careful, old boy. I get myself into situations like this. Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope discuss uh, different conditions where it would be appropriate to kill people that are close to them. Uh, such as wimps in the gang who don't have your back. Um, unfaithful women, unfortunately, were included in this. Um, those who don't obey the bros before hoes code um, and uh, like posers. It's a short little song and basically saying one for the maggots, meaning we're going to kill these the following people. Ah. And, uh, they trade four quatrains and uh and then the the songs end uh, okay yeah. well so. that's i mean thank you for explaining because i had a hard time figuring out what was going on with the song there's not a lot of time to like parse it out yeah 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 not not a lot to the song it's uh fairly short as far as their songs go yeah and uh some kind of offensive stuff like bros before hose is like uh i hate that whole idea and once again I wonder how many women juggalos there are these days and uh, if they uh, maintain that attitude at all as they're following uh, grows. And uh, 
Yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, there's a little juggalo in the background there, I think. All right. <laughs> He's oh, when are you going to dress Theo up in some year. clown makeup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, when he's old enough. Uh, here's a side note for the, uh, have you seen the music video for the song miracles? No. Uh, that's from, that's the one that SNL parodied, but, uh, it's the one where he's like maggots, how do they work? Um, it's really silly and kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I think about it, but, um, both of them, explicitly reference their kids and then they show footage of their children dressed up in juggalo makeup <laughs> off to uh i'll check that out yeah so if you want some ideas for uh for theo's new back to school look just go ahead and check that <laughs> <Yeah>. out <laughs> whoop whoop i'm gonna teach him to say whoop whoop <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey uh side note today is his birthday oh okay <laughs> yeah happy birthday so theo tell him happy we're recording birthday this me. we're recording this right now but i gotta go birthday it up with him soon yeah. yeah okay well let's go fast so you can get to your little juggalo birthday yeah <laughs> uh whoop whoop so this song's called wagon wagon And it opens with Jay saying, if I'm going to die, I'm going to go out riding the wagon. And then they start rapping about a spooky, spooky automobile. Everybody gets a ride in the ghost car. Don't matter who you are. We going straight to hell. Then later on, some say it's just a hearse, but it's much worse. It's an old dark bucket with a (laughs) clown curse. And then even later on, my favorite lines, they, uh, they play up the whole clown car thing. And there ain't no telling how many clowns inside. Told you 17, but I lied. 17 is a number that shows up, uh, I think, later on. Talks about 17 corpses. Oh, that... There was something um, from their first album that was 17. And then uh, that was why it like became an, uh, an important thing for the Insane Clown Posse. And they keep referencing it throughout their career. Oh symbolism lore yeah. building <laughs> exactly yeah yeah uh um, there's some more uh rh rhcp uh kind of stuff you can sit up in the front with the ringmaster with the ring a ding ding a ling a ping yeah, master yeah. yep <laughs> what i got i gotta get it get give it to i i'm going to give it to you <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um there's some like klezmer clarinet in this which is kind of fun I love klezmer clarinet. I think that's what it is. Oh, I, f- I found 17 is the number of copies that the Carnival of Carnage sold on the first day of its release. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I wish I ever sold 17 co- uh, CDs in one day. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good day for me. Well, you just got to make an album as good as Carnival of Carnage, Cameron. Come on. Uh, someday. Get on it. <laughs> uh, there's a whole uh, verse that Violent J does. That just like, just like, once again, obtusely refuses to have a rhyme scheme. <laughs> um, uh, and here's the whole thing real quick. Uh, we don't do drive-bys in the wagon. Instead, we just get out and stab your fucking ass. And there ain't no telling how many clowns inside. Told you 17, but I lied. There's a rhyme. Because I'm wicked and I'm wild. Wicked wild. I caught a wild I like deer. Rode it home from Belle Isle. 
Um, okay, there's rhyme. more rhymes in there's yeah. more rhymes in here than I thought, but uh, stum tumbling, stumbling. Okay, I, I kind of like those rhymes. Oh yeah. Oh oh those those klezmer horns. I said that they uh, they almost sound like laughs the way that they are used. Yeah. Um. So that really adds to this like funhouse atmosphere of the spooky automobile. So, yeah, pretty good song. Not bad. The loons. Should we talk the about loons. the loons? Yeah. Tell me about that. The loons. So it starts with a skit, uh, and it's a phone call with this woman who keeps asking who's calling, only to hear Violent J say, neck cutter, in response. And he but says, he that says a it a bunch like, of times. And it's a, such a weird way, it's it's hard to tell what he's saying. So she's very yeah. confused. It's like, neck it's cutter. Very like, it's very like land shark. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, the rest of the song neck is cutter. about uh, Violent J invading the woman's home uh, to murder her. But he doesn't succeed because her husband shoots him uh, at the front door uh, in a skit at the end. And uh, I like I like this song pretty well because there's a lot of um, like crazy acting like he's trying to like this character has like a lot of like like I'm losing my mind moments. Um, Mm -hmm. There's there's one point where he's like, I got to kill her. I have to kill her. I'm going to kill her. And he's just, uh, I, I liked the, the drama of it and like the theatricality. And, um, I, I like that it was trying to earn the theatricality of like the whole insane clown posse thing. And I feel like this song does it pretty well. Uh, and, and this is, this is another song about, um, uh, I'm going to kill because, um, uh, Pretty Little World has created this monster. See me living with a dead body in a dumpster. Laughing in your castle, but I can't cross your moat. But then I take a boat and cut your fucking throat. (laughs) (laughs) He also has the uh, stab you in the back of the head. Why not? Your little governor has taken everything I got. I can't feed a family. I can't feed a dog. So I cut your fucking head off. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another. (laughs) Not going to rhyme. Yep. Um, And then... uh, I like this one a lot. Uh, listen to the listen to the little pitter patter of my feet as I howl like a dog and I'm running down the street, hiding in the trees, hiding in the bushes. You're sitting on your couch and I'm underneath your cushions. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty yeah. funny. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, there's more of that one two three one two three one two rhythm. Mm-hmm. That shows up again. I like that they rhyme. Is it the end? Uh, it's the end. It's like the last line before each chorus. They rhyme with a vocal sample of her on the phone saying hello. So at one point they say, uh, tell me, have you ever seen a ghetto freak show? Hello? Yeah. It's kind of fun use, kind of fun production. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they would have had to They would have had to plan that. Like if you're going to rhyme with a sample. Yeah. You know, that shows a level of intentionality that I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, what the hell is up with that ending skit? There's like this weird pillow talk thing. Well, it's going into the next song. Oh, shit. You're oh, God. They do that I, a bunch where, they where they, at the end of a track, 
they'll do a skit, but it's for the next song. Uh, that confuses me. Stop. Makes me angry and confused. I, and my brain. They, they probably do it, you know, for like so that if someone is, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea why they would do that. <laughs> yeah, I can't see something any with reason. like radio plays or something or mm, um, maybe isolating the tracks. I don't Could know. Could be. They yeah. should have them as their own separate tracks. Yeah, but then each album would have like 30 tracks. Oh my God, never mind. <laughs> um, so, speaking of the Love next song, song, this one's called Love Song. She's when you're getting with it, so don't fake the funk. I'm nothing but a ghetto punk. All I'm trying to do is stick you in your fat rump. So get the fuck out them dirty ass drawers and come and twist my balls. And Violent J was thinking about you. So he wrote this song. And basically, the old, the entire idea of the song is that he's switching to the Mac mode, accompanied yeah. <laughs> by flutes and whatnot. And that's basically the whole song. But wait, wait, there's more. He insults her for being from the South. And there's a yep. big, nice helping, helping of uh, misogyny, too, and violence against yes. women. If you talk like that, I'm going to smack you in your mouth. Bitch, I admit it. I'm quick to hit a woman. Hey, but that's okay because, bitch, I'm Violent J. Yeah, so this is definitely the most, like, offensive song. Um, well, I, the next one's pretty bad, too. What is the next one? Oh, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I up until this point, I was like, wow, a real lack of misogyny in this album. Yeah. I appreciate that. And then it got to this, and I was like, all right. So I think this, it's still bad, but it's... Not as bad because I feel like there's kind of a purpose to it, which is they're trying to make this joke of the the juxtaposition of this like smooth jazz, like delivery, yeah. like the production is smooth jazz and he's putting on this Mac mode voice and that juxtaposed with the just like um, abhorrent things that he's saying. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's the humor they're going for. Yeah. Um, and I get it. Yeah, it's it's making a whole song out of the joke of the Mac mode. Yeah, and um, it's it's character. He's like making... It feels more like it's coming out of a character as opposed to like being non-ironic. Right. That being said, it's still pretty gross. Yeah. And uh, he kind of breaks character in the choruses where I think this is too dope, yells out, Bitch, I'm knocking at your dough kind of sing-songing too. Let me get some net in, ho. Bitch, you're ugly. That's okay. I'm finna hit it anyway. And as a side note, I looked up net in. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and they say that it's a juggalette word for pussy? I have no idea where it comes from or why it is or, like, what is going on. But apparently that's uh, going to keep coming up in ICP. All right. Fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah whatever um there's there there is some like kind of fun ridiculous grotesque body stuff he says so don't fake the funk i'm nothing but a ghetto punk all i'm trying to do is stick it in your fat rump so get the fuck out <laughs> them dirty ass drawers and come and twist my balls uh yeah <laughs> there's there's a, there's a there's a funny part in the outro and i'm hesitant to read it because like my family is in the other room uh do you but, want me to read uh, it yeah the the banging part okay 
So uh, have Theo come close and listen. <laughs> okay. Come sit on my lap, son. Let me tell you. Oh, the, the bit about my nuts bang on your anus? Yeah. I think that's kind of like funny. Yeah. You and I both know that I've been on to you in the past, and you know that I love you, and all I want to do is slide my wang into your netting. I want to hit that netting so damn hard that my nuts bang on your anus. That's my only true desire. I feel for you. I think for you. I breathe for you. And all I want is a little netting. You know, every day when the wind blows, all I hear is my nuts <laughs> flapping against your booty hole. That's all I ever want. That's all I ever dreamed of. That is you and your netting, bitch. Yeah. Like, for some reason, that it never, like, occurred to me that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, a weirdly, like, in, insightful and almost, like, poetic observation. <laughs> And like that disarmed me at the end of the song. Uh, So a little bit. I was like, that does happen. I guess that's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, I have have one last thing to say about this. Some of the the first actual rap lines go, hey, yo, bitch, come over here and let me kick it to you. Try to stick my nuts in you. Then I never knew you. And this just, I think, confirms what my friend Brendan says about women in the Midwest, that they expect men to go balls first. (laughs) and that he warned uh my friend robert who guest starred on our garth brooks retrospective that will be released soon for subscribers uh he warned robert when robert moved to madison wisconsin that that was going to happen and that's what midwest women expected i have no idea like what you're what you're talking about like is that (laughs) no for for sex like going balls first what does that mean well, first you put your balls in, and then you put your wang in. How is that a, an extant joke? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? I, I don't care. I mean, why did he really warn people of this? Is this a thing? No, he's. It's a. It's a his own like long running running joke that he made. I don't what know does why. That have to do with being Midwestern? I'm totally well, confused. Insane clown bossy is from the Midwest. And well, apparently yeah, he's but... trying to stick his nuts in somebody. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand oh what, you, what there's not to get. Okay. Um, this has gone on too long, though. Next song. Yeah. Called "Bugs on My Nugs." Tell me about it. Basically, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope, they get a lot of VDs due to their indiscriminate sexual behavior, but they blame it on the women that they sleep with. That's the whole song. The arrangement has this like flying bug sample, like a zzzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a lot of body horror stuff like uh, uh, bugs and spiders in the Nedden region. Um, uh, cause I thought I heard crickets in your dead and, but I ain't saying nothing though. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing till I'm done. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was a fun line. I was wondering yeah. when they were going to make that connection. Yeah. And then the, the chorus is, um, uh, <laughs> this like this chorus of, uh, little bugs that go, you're nuts. We want your nuts. We'll itch and scratch and bite your nuts. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And then another line that rhymes is pretty funny that I do not want to read because of my family in the other room. <laughs> uh, we, you're nuts. We want your nuts. Please, oh, please, fuck dirty butts. Is that, is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. kind of funny, but mostly this song is like uh, not... It's really gross. Yeah, um, I mean... And not, and not gross in its attitude. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, this song is like 30% just hilarious, grotesque body, like goofing, and then 70% just disgusting misogyny. Yeah. Um, Like, there are the lines, uh, I'm always quick to tell you when my nuts itch, because bitch, if I'm itching when I come home, drop a brick in a sock, swing it on your dome. You didn't think nothing of it, just let me stick it. Yeah. So that's, like, really troubling. Um there's another line. Now I'm going to have to sock you in your mouth, bitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, there are some like fun lines like, uh, so yeah. let's talk about my nutsack. I don't front Jack. I got bugs on my ball, Zach. <laughs> and then like, Pretty I don't good. know. I, <laughs> the bugs are like the, the chorus of the bugs is kind of silly and catchy. And yeah. I kind of like that. And then they, they sample a, a country song at the end of one of the choruses. Um, something about I, I got me a pretty woman's love. And then uh, this song ends with like another whole song at the end. And I don't know what's happening because none of those lyrics or spoken word bits are on the genius or on yeah. easy lyrics. And it's about school and growing up and whatnot. Uh, you want to take it home? Let's uh, talk about take House of Mirrors, second to yeah. last, and we won't have much to say about the last. That's right. The last words are those of fear, but they go unheard in the House of Mirrors. So. This is a song about a house of mirrors with dead bodies and shit. And it opens with a skit. Ladies and gentlemen, the house of mirrors, for just one bet, venture through this wonderful exhibit. See yourself in all the weird shapes and sizes. And then he addresses a kid. You, young man, would you like to go into the house of mirrors? Uh, he's like, okay, have a good time, son, and good luck finding your way out. And then the kid's like, wait a minute, I don't like it in here. There's dead bodies in here. I don't like it in here. And then... <laughs> There's a spooky voice on the chorus with some carnival music. Um, and then I, th- they kind of abandon the little kid being in the House of Mirrors yeah. and just go to the social commentary that this album is ostensibly about. Look into the big mirror. Your reflection is so clear. Devil's head, rotten flesh with the snakes inside your chest. In the mirror, you can't hide. You've been granted Jacob's ride. Um, and I kind of get the idea that the song is told from the viewpoint of the ringmaster. Right. You're the beast you never knew. This reflects the things you do. Others starving down the block. Richie's heart is like a rock. Yeah. Richie isn't a rich person. Yeah. Um, but the the flow is pretty bad on the verses. Yeah. Um, have we defined what that word means for people who might not know what that means? Um, I think it's like the the rhythmic um, quality 
of of the rhymes of the lyrics of the you rapping. Know, it's like yeah yeah um you know is I, I i would say it's it's about like do, does the rhythm feel forced at any point are you putting like uh an awkward emphasis on like an article um which definitely happens in this one yeah um with like some strong emphasis on the word the um right. and i i think like in more sophisticated flow it would be are you are you creating an interesting uh phrase length um for yeah. your rhymes are you is it just like you know couplets like da 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 rhyme da 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 time or whatever you know like are you doing that or are you like playing with how long each line is having internal rhymes having interesting pauses um syncopation polyrhythms there's there's a moment in like an earlier song uh i forgot to point out where he goes i'm gonna come at you with an ice pick prick and he has that like it's like i'm gonna come at you with an ice pick prick like yeah you know little syncopations like that that are like clever uh, I just realized that my I was clapping on the offbeat as if it was like an old time song. <laughs> That's really dumb. Okay, uh, old time ICP songs. There's a little stomp clap. Do check, do check, boom, check, boom, check. <laughs> uh, all right, sorry about that. Some bum titties. Uh, yeah, this is not get up in the cool. Not for now, anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're gonna merge them someday. <laughs> get up in the juggalo. Uh, so capital E shows up. He was a yeah. rapper who guest starred on the last album, and he has a much better flow than ICP. He like really knocks it out of the park, um, comparatively speaking. Yeah, he's definitely a little more experienced. Yeah. Um. But I mean, overall, the ICP guys do have a much better flow on this one uh, or this album, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but I was gonna say, yeah, this 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 song's about. I don't know if you explicitly mentioned this, but the House of Mirrors. You look in the Funhouse mirror; it shows you like uh, your your true. You know, you're you may be pretty on the outside, but you're ugly on the inside because uh, you're you know rich and privileged. So, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, Ringmaster's word. I think this is a bunch of sample of Dracula speaking in an old movie or something. Yeah. Or, or a vampire. Uh, and there's all these like chromatic descending horns in it uh he's saying take your little knife stab me go strike my heart and laughing um i have a purpose keep saying i have a purpose yeah it's uh, just like a one. little like dj piece and uh it's kind of it's kind of catchy but it's um, not bad it's much better it's than the uh carnival of carnage song from the last one yeah. where he just repeated carnival of carnage over and over again true um this is much more interesting there's there's one line where he's like, you will tell them of me and how one day I shall come for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of underlining the theme of the ringmaster and who the ringmaster is. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's the end. That's the last one. Track number yeah. 16, because this is a hell of a long album. 
<sighs> we did a better job of getting through the songs this time. <laughs> okay, well, I checked the Amazon. I didn't see very much interesting there, but do you want to check in with the geniuses of the genius? Yes, please. So, I have two annotations on chicken hunting uh, that are kind of fun. Uh, one is on the line, so tell Mr. Billy Bob I'm going to cut his neck up. And uh, an anonymous contributor, let's call him Bobby James, says, Hick okay. names generally sound comical to city people. Stereotypically, they're often double names like Billy Bob or Peggy Sue or some shit. Yeah. That's what uh, Bobby James says. And uh, not very long after, on the lines, what can you do with the drunken hillbilly? Cut his fucking eyes out and feed him to his Aunt Millie. Legends will never die, says, since the hillbilly right by him is drunk as hell, he's going to take the opportunity to cut his eyes out and feed them to his family. Sounds like a real go-getter when you phrase it that way, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so proactive. I, I came across that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, I don't know if you saw this one, but this is in the summary of Bugs on My Nugs. And they say, the song is about Violent J and Shaggy 2-Dope of ICP catching various STDs after having intercourse with various women who have STDs. You can say that again. They privilege us with vivid descriptions of how bugs make their <laughs> genitals their home. They really privilege us, don't they? Yep. <laughs> like, it's Very just, good. like, like they, they deign to, like, let us hear about their, <laughs> their testes and all the little bugs on them. Yeah. It's a real gift to us. So thank you, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope, for your uh, your reaching down and it's it's like it's like the legend of Prometheus, yeah, giving fire <laughs> to mankind. <laughs> Only it's not fire; yeah. it's bugs and nugs. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can also email us at email at boxset.website or tweet us at totebspodcast. Uh, one thing that would be really great is if you could write us a review on iTunes. That would be Please. very nice. It would really help. Um, talk about the bugs we have on our nugs. Yeah. Um, call us monkey nuts. Whatever you have to do, as long as it's five stars. Um, <laughs> you can also tell other people about us. Spread us by word of mouth, you know? Tell your friends about how there's a couple of dinguses who had a stupid idea about listening to all of ICP. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to support us even more directly, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website or visit our merchandise page at store.boxset.website. Um, speaking of Patreon, did, did you see another person pledged? Oh, no. Who is it? Yeah, it's Robin Kimmel. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. I, uh, I don't think I know Robin Kimmel. I was wondering if that was someone you knew. I don't actually know. No, I, I, I don't think it's a, a get up in the cool uh, person. That's, that's even, great. That's, that's great even news. more impressive. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one last thing. If you are looking for other podcasts to listen to, you know, you can check out Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. And it's about old-timey cool, covers of ICP songs played on fiddles, banjos, yeah. for the people named Bobby Joe <laughs> and Peggy Sue. And uh, lots of Bobby Joes <laughs> and Peggy Sues on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always have double names or some shit. Yeah. So until next week, I'm Nathan Hunt signing off saying, you can suck my nuts till your wood teeth fall out. (laughs) 
and I'm Cameron Duet, and I'm underneath your cushions. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt, and when it's cold out, my nutsack shrivels. I'm Cameron Duet, and I'm a Southwest Mac Daddy Juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt, and you know what you can do? You can get off me, Mom! <laughs> uh. I'm a juggalugga humpster. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Don't they rhyme that with dumpster? Uh, Yeah. Of course they do. In other news, uh, guess what? Rachel and I got engaged. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah, thanks. Uh, Man, that's awesome. That's the Rachel from the Christmas episode, if I end up putting this in the the episode. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. That's, That's awesome. I'm really... I really like you guys together and yeah, I, not, not that you need to like, you know, uh, conform to the institution of marriage to like, in order for your, (laughs) you know, relationship to be, um, legitimized or anything. But I think it's, but I, I like that. I approve of the decision. Mm. (laughs) You have my, you have my blessing. (laughs) Oh man. I, uh, I was sitting yeah. here so nervous. I, I was wondering if I should have asked for your blessing before yeah. I asked Rachel. <laughs> uh, uh, was it in Peru? Yeah, it was. I mean, Good. dude, it, we were at Machu Picchu. It was yeah, Rachel's thirtieth birthday, and I was like, you know, opportunities like that don't fall on your lap every day. No, you got to go for it. You know, even if you even if you are on Machu Picchu every day. You don't turn 30 every day. That's true. (laughs) Unless you're some weird time traveler or something. 